0: all right hi everyone this is episode three of the on the brink podcast and today i have a very special guest My friend Madeline is joining me, and we are going to talk about communication in dating, and we have some funny dating app stories for you as well. So welcome, Madeline. Hello.
1: I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be so fun.
0: Just a little bit of introduction about Madeline, um, and then I'll let her introduce herself too. So we are both from – we have a lot in common, actually. I found that through – Uh, the couple years that we've known each other. And we're both from Illinois, but we ended up going to school out at UMass. And she was a first year grad student when I was a second year. So we met each other then. And we are both redheads, which is my favorite (laughs) favorite commonality (laughs) between us. So I love that. And both of us have gone on many, many bad dates through yeah. dating apps and, and good dates, <laughs> too. but we've both, yeah. between the two of us, gone on a lot of dates, I think. Yeah. So we're not experts, but I think we have a lot of experience between the two of us with the dating yeah. apps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I like to think that you live and you learn, you know, from these, from these bad dates. And at the very least, we've gotten stories out of them. So I don't count them as losses.
1: Exactly. And you kind of learned a little bit about yourself too in the process, because I feel like dating is one of those things that you have to step out of your comfort zone, meet new people, and not only get fun stories, but also just learn about what you want in a relationship. And, you know, learning about just human nature in general, it's it's, it's an interesting experience, to say the least.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's so true. So, Madeline, do you want to give a little bit of uh, background on yourself? <laughs> sure.
1: So, I'm Madeline, as we've already established, redhead. Um, it was really fun meeting Emily out in Massachusetts because As somebody from the Midwest, I'm very proud of that fact. And it was very interesting, you know, picking up my whole life and moving to a completely different area of the country. And the fact that we kind of stumbled into each other and you were like, I'm from Chicago, like I'm from Southern Illinois. So it was really a fun turn of events. And um, where we went to undergrad was really close together as well. So that was a really interesting experience and it was just fun to get to um, study with her and kind of become more close in the academic sense, but also just as friends. It started out as mostly like an education relationship, colleague thing, and then it kind of became the beautiful friendship.
0: Yeah, Madeline and I collaborated for my graduate recital, and that's how we really became closer friends. And I can't really not mention both of our love for dancing.
1: Oh, yeah. You can't forget that. No, I mean, yeah. that is one of my, like, yeah, that really started our friendship off right.
0: <laughs> Madeline's, like, my go-to girl for, like, going out and going dancing, so yeah. she's a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun, and I wanted you, Madeline, on my podcast because Madeline is one of the most, like, real – people that I know I mean she's so true to herself oh. all the time like no matter what and so I know when she, tells me, <laughs> when she tells me her stories no it's true when she tells me these stories like she's not leaving out details she's not like trying to make something up I mean like these are real as real as they get so I'm just really excited to get started and yeah. chat about these uh interesting topics here so for also, before we get going, I want to preface this by saying that anything that I say or that Madeline says today is only our opinions coming from our very limited experience. We're not trying to make generalizations about yeah. any people or groups of people. Just bear with us and enjoy <laughs> enjoy the stories. And if you if your opinion differs, that's totally cool. And we welcome your feedback after this is over too. For sure. Um it's so an
1: open-ended conversation.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and like this is not black and white. This is very gray. A very gray area, I think. And dating in general, I mean it's nothing is black and white. Everything is seems to be really complicated as Exactly. we have found out. So, first of all, we are going to talk about communication through dating apps or through texting. And mm-hmm. I'm making this distinction between Um, online and offline. So later on, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about real life. So this is the first, the first topic here is finding that we, um, at least in my experience, I have found a lack of communication from guys online a lot of the time. And that to me, is really hard because we know that everyone is attached to their phones. We know, I mean, I am, I don't know about you, Madeline. (laughs)
1: It's hard not to be. Honestly, that's even if you're talking outside of just like personal communication, like professional communication, like you're expected to respond to an email within like a day or else, you know, that's yeah, it's just part of everyday life nowadays, especially in this time frame. Like this is the only way we can
0: communicate. Right. Yeah. Especially in coronavirus. But talking like aside from coronavirus, like pre coronavirus um, yes. Talking because this is another like throwback episode. Episode two was kind of a throwback to dating apps before coronavirus. (laughs) (laughs) Things have changed. Yeah, things have changed. Um so again, this is kind of a throwback, but it's still relevant today. Still very relevant, yeah. Um, but I think like everyone in their twenties, especially, is very, very attached to their phones and their devices. And so when someone doesn't respond very well, at least to me, it's really hard to to understand that and to um you know maintain communication with that person when they are not communicating with me and again it goes like the terms that we talked about in episode two um like ghosting that applies here like people Mm -hmm. are ghosting constantly these days not these days particularly but (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah but if you're being ghosted now I mean I've said this before it's you're dodging a bullet because everyone is on their phones right now Mm -hmm. but I just think there are a couple different kinds of bad textures bad communicators so I've compiled a list you can define them (laughs) yeah yeah, so Make it a fun I'll, experience. Yeah. So I'm curious Madeline if you have experience with the same kind that I do and then after I Probably. go through all of my kinds if you have any more to add feel free. For sure. So, for sure. first of all, first of all, there is the guy, the guy who doesn't respond for days or a week. And yeah. we are left we are left thinking that we're ghosted. And then maybe he oh, yeah. he appears and it's like, where were you? Like, what were you doing for an entire week where you couldn't respond to my, my question or my, you know, very nice text?
1: Yeah. No, I have definitely had that experience before where I have written them off and I thought, okay, I'll, it's like the three-day rule. Like, you come up with your own set. I mean, I'm sure that everybody has in their mind, like, a number of hours or a number of days um, that after that certain point, you mentally have to check that box to protect yourself um, to prevent you from thinking, well, what did I say? Did I? Is there some sort of nuance that I gave off in that certain text? Because that's right. where my mind goes as like somebody who struggles with being nervous and anxious. Um, and I know that that's also what we definitely bonded over as friends <laughs> is being nervous and anxious about it because if you have been texting this person and up until that point, you know, they've been pretty communicative and then all of a sudden, like nothing really has changed in the tone of your text and then they just disappear. It's really hard to gauge why. And I would wager or what I tell myself is that 90% of the time, it doesn't have to do with you. It's something that they're going through, but we don't know that. So it's, it's weird. Mhm.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally totally agree. We're going to get to the anxiety part a little bit later and like go into oh. that in more depth for sure because I think it's something a lot of us can relate to in our Yeah, days. it's a good
1: topic to talk about because I feel like it's something that's always there but never like it's being addressed more now but in dating specifically it's nice to like bond over that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So we'll go through that in a little bit, but another kind of bad texture is kind of the opposite it's the guy who responds too fast and gets annoying (laughs) really quickly and i have to say this doesn't mean like someone who's actually good at communicating i'm talking responds right away to every single text all the time for like a week or more straight like i'm talking incessant crazy crazy texter um because someone who's good at responding like it doesn't have to be like right away as long as they respond like within the day. Like to me, that's good texting, but bad texting is when they respond like way, way too fast, just constantly. And it's like, I can't keep up with that. And I, I don't know. I don't like that.
1: Yeah. And it depends on like the content because it's interesting to think about texting as like a form of communication because originally it's something that's like, you know, we go from letters to mail to like letters and mail to email, which is like, okay, you get some time and then you get to texting. And it's almost as if you're trying to have an actual conversation with that person, but you have, they have like unfettered access to you. So whenever they feel like texting you and they text you like right away all the time, it can create a lot of stress for the person on the other end. Um, because then they feel like, Oh, like oh, I need to be giving this person the attention that they want right now, and it has to be all the time. Especially if you're not just texting, but you're Snapchatting, or if you're messaging through, you know, Instagram or something. Um, like I've had that happen with multiple people it still happens where we're like talking they're like oh snapchat or texting and then we do both and then it's like "Ah!" (laughs)
0: Like, this is just a lot. It can get so overwhelming and I don't want to feel overwhelmed I want to find that like balance and again Mm -hmm. I mean is there such a such a thing. Is there a perfect texture? No. And I don't think I'm not
1: a perfect texture. That's no, <laughs> I mean
0: me neither, for sure. Like I, I've been known to do these things. So this doesn't just apply to guys, but I mean, this is my experience with a lot of guys, so mm-hmm. that's why I'm generalizing. But um another kind of bad texture is the guy who won't ever make a plan.
1: Oh yes.
0: He'll text you, he'll text you, <laughs> and that might be fine. But then when it comes to actually, like, getting together in real life, it's impossible. Like, are you not interested? Are you just bad at making a plan? Are you, like, meaning to do this? Is this intentional or is this unintentional? And that's the question that we never know. Yeah. So those are some of my experiences with bad texters. I think the worst of all of those would be the person that can't make a plan because I'm a kind of person that just wants to go on a real life date. I'd rather go on a date than like text someone for a long time. Yeah. So that also
1: gives you, yeah, the texting for a long time. I've had like experiences in the past where I made the mistake of not meeting the person for a longer period of time and that that also that margin is different for different people which is something that i've realized that some people prefer to text for a week and then meet up and then some people are like oh let's meet right now you know and it and it changes for people but like um i for me personally i think if you text for over a week and you know, things have changed, but this is talking pre-coronavirus, yeah. but, like, yeah, everything's different now. Like, don't meet up with anybody you don't know right now. No, <laughs> Social no. Special PSO. No <laughs> but um, I know that, like, I've had that experience where I've texted somebody for a really long time, and that's a problem because you're only getting what they're showing you through their texts. And that's, like, for anybody. But... Um, and you have that time to think about your response. Um, and then when you meet them in person, after creating this image in your head of who they are, um, it can be a really big disappointment or like, um, you know, you meet them and you don't exactly match up as you did over text. And that's like a really hard thing. Um, and it's disappointing for you. It's disappointing for them, but.
0: Yeah. I can't tell you. I can't tell you how many times I have texted someone for even not that long of a time and you build them up in your head exactly. and then you meet up and they're not going to be the way you build them up because no one is that's
1: impossible
0: yeah yeah, you can't build someone up just from their picture and a bio and a couple texts like you, you yeah. can't and so I'd rather kind of meet someone way exactly. way sooner to like avoid building up any any image false in my head of this person and like false yeah. information.
1: Yeah. You're also cheating them of being a real human being. And that's the hard thing about this dating app. And something that I have to remember too, as a person, uh, is that I tend to be like, Oh, well, that's who they are. And it's like, oh, yeah, you can't do that. Cause that's a little dehumanizing. You know, you have to remember, okay, this person is a person. Um, but I, I was going to add, another texter to the list yeah (laughs) yeah i like to call them the you up texter
0: (laughs) oh yeah
1: (laughs) that's always um and that's one thing that i've like i did the dating app thing i took a break and then i started doing the dating app thing again it was interesting because you have to find where you feel the most comfortable and like you feel the most strength in yourself and this is like you know, interesting, but if you have somebody who, like, does the red flag texting, and if that's not your goal in the relationship, um, because people have different goals um, being on the apps, um, usually if, like, I've noticed that with, this is with my experience as a straight person, you know, courting straight guys, so um, it's different for everybody, but it's interesting, like, whenever you start messaging someone it's nice to be like flattered you know everybody likes a good compliment like oh i love your eyes or wow your face is so beautiful um but then like sometimes like it's a good way to start conversation but if everything they're telling you is like a compliment and they're not actually making real conversation that for me if you're not looking for a relationship that's a little bit of a red flag um but like I guess that's a different type of texter but that's more no, just like the flatterer exactly. and then you've got the you up person who texts you i'm tired and then like a couple hours will go by and you're just like okay i'm sorry <laughs> i can't <laughs> help you with that like um and then like a couple hours will go by and then they'll be like oh okay ready for a beer <laughs> it's like
0: no we have to like vet people through the kind of texture that they are and, like, what we think their intentions are. Yeah. And that's so hard.
1: Yeah, because it's also interesting, too, when you have somebody who's really forthright um, and then they express, like, way different intentions than you and you're a little bit like oh that's kind of not what I wanted um but then at the same time you're like well at least they were honest like what is the what is the game here you know um but I think my pet peeve is the person that definitely has different goals than you um like in my experience you know I like right currently right now like I'm looking for a relationship I'm looking for somebody to you spend my time with be you know like share my innermost thoughts with you know and other people are just looking to hook up and um and it's interesting uh my I think my pet peeve is the person that starts the conversation as if they're interested in who you are as a person and then they're like they kind of slowly um, it just descends into this other thing, you know. Um, and it's like nice that it comes out sooner rather than later. But I think that that's what was hard for me is that I've had a lot of experience where the person in, acts like they're genuinely interested in you, but their goal is in their head, and it may not be direct or indirect. Um, but they say things like, "Oh, so you really like this?" "Oh, well, I like that too." Or, "Oh, I'm a fan of that as well." And then they like do this, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, "So what are you what are you looking for?" And you're like. Oh, okay. I thought we established what we were looking for just now by having a conversation. Um, And then they're like, Oh, well, I'm just looking to hook up. And you're like, then why did you pretend like you wanted to get to know me? Like, is this some sort of like, you know, so that was an interesting thing, too, is the person that's kind of sneaky about it.
0: For sure. For sure. And I think it's good to ask the question on the dating apps, like what you're looking for. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. That's a great question. And you're totally within your rights to ask. It's just there should be some sort of transition.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It goes both ways, too, I guess, because now thinking about it, it's like, well... People are allowed to have different expectations. You can't expect everybody to be looking for a serious relationship. And if you're wanting something casual, that's totally fine. And you're totally within your rights to like talk to the person. But for people who want direct like contact for just hooking up uh, rather than a casual dating experience, that's where it bothers me. Like, if you're just looking for something casual and you want to get to know somebody, that's fine. Um, but like, just hooking up—it's like confusing. You know, like, totally. Okay, yeah. Well, this went a different direction than I was expecting.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to figure out where the line is drawn and like how to navigate all these different kinds of people. It's yeah, very tricky. But yeah, yeah those are some good. Good Amazing. examples of bad. Sorry, I,
1: there's so many though.
0: I know. I mean, <laughs> you maybe, go on and on. I could do hey, an entire yeah. episode just on that, but I wanted to focus on two different forms of communication actually. So I want to move compare, on to them. communication in real life. And this is like a whole different topic because I, and I want to focus mostly on like people in their twenties, but
1: mm-hmm. I think
0: this could pertain to really anyone. But yeah. my experience as a 24 year old woman This is where I'm coming from. So I have found personally that a lot of guys in their 20s really have a hard time communicating very well. Like whether that's their feelings or just sharing personal information. I found that a lot of of guys are hesitant or I don't know what the problem is. And I'm always trying to figure out if they're either shy yeah, or if they're not interested, or maybe they're yeah. emotionally unavailable, and I think it's <laughs> yeah, for me, that's a hot
1: <laughs> word right now emotionally unavailable. Th-
0: this might just be me, and maybe it's not even a real thing. But I have found that I personally attract guys who are like fresh out of long term relationships, mm. and I don't know why, I don't know why that is, and I don't think that I'm doing anything in particular, but I found that. Like I always go on these dates with people and they're going really super well. And then it'd be like the third or fourth date. And then it comes Mm. out like, Oh, I got out of a six year relationship two months ago and I'm not ready to be dating. And
1: I'm like,
0: why are you telling me this now? Although I understand if you want to wait to tell me that hard, that's not a first date conversation. Um, so again, like that's really tricky. Puts me in a weird spot.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree. Cause I think that, it's interesting because I think there's it's 100% okay to not be emotionally available but it's hard if you like Emily I I think if you it's been like a pattern you're like well then how is how is this possible that I've literally just met like five new people within the last 6 months and they are all emotionally unavailable <laughs> like, that gets hard because you want to yeah. be understanding but also It's one of those things like, where does, when, when should this information come out? And there's never like an actual, like right time, like, you know, it's different for each situation, but it's interesting. Like I've had that happen to me before where, you know, different information will come out like, oh, you know, we're talking and I feel like this is an interesting conversation. And then they explain later, oh, by the way, I'm in a relationship and we can do everything but date. And I'm like, what? Uh, like that makes no sense. Like, okay. I I get people are in open relationships, but you know, it, you know, it just, it feels like as somebody who has established that they're looking for one person, you know, monogamous relationship, like it's interesting that that is something that happens to people a lot. Um, I guess this like is also something like introverts versus extroverts. Like we're both like extreme extroverts. And so we're just like, here are our feelings, take them as you will. Like ah, yeah. <laughs> um and you just like are like, all right, you know, I've nothing to hide. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. <laughs> you know? And I think for I don't know if this is also like you said, generalization, but I think for this is like I don't want to get too meta, but like a societal thing that I think like guys have to hide feelings or else they're seen as weak especially like straight men like I think Mm -hmm. that maybe they feel like they have to add this like mysterious layer maybe I don't really know because it's different for each person like you know it's interesting that that is a common trend That like we both have found that like you're not really sure how they feel because they're not like they give you all these signs that they're really interested and then but they're not making any moves you know it's interesting right? or
0: telling you anything personal and it's like you don't have to share your life story on the first date or the second date, or the third like there's no right time to do that but for me like i'm much more open like you are saying like we're both extroverts and i tend to like share a lot about my life sooner on than other people might and that's Mm -hmm. not a good or bad thing it's just the way i am And I am. I try to be really, really understanding of other people who are not that way because I know, like, I'm. I'm really extreme in in how much I can share sometimes. Yeah. Um, and not like in a bad way. Just I'm not afraid to share personal information. But I think I need to be more understanding of like someone else who doesn't want to open up as soon. But it's hard when they're not showing other signs. You know, it's like you want to you want to find out how interested they are. And for me, like sharing information means I'm interested in someone, but for someone else, that might not be the way that they show their interest.
1: Exactly. And just like, it's like having that conversation is hard because you don't want to push the person because you're afraid you'll come off as like, oh, I'm really needy and I need to know this information. But it's hard when it's like a one-sided thing where you're like, I'm so excited to meet you. I'm sharing all this stuff with you because I care about you and I think you're really cool. And you get like, yeah, I'm interested, and then nothing. <laughs> you're like, right. oh, okay, nothing. well, maybe I have to just be patient. Or are you like, because then what we do as anxious people is we create this like the reason they're not sharing is because they're not actually interested, but they're just bored. Or you know, we come up with all these theories um, that we should control, but at the same time if you are getting to know me and knowing that that's how I am as a person, it would be nice sometimes to get reciprocation, you know, like, Oh, okay. The reason that I'm not doing this is because I am a little bit like, I'm not sure how I feel about this relationship yet. Or you could say, I just don't normally share stuff, but I am definitely interested. So it's that weird balance you have to like find. um, Right.
0: Right. And sometimes someone might not be sharing Because they're trying to hide something. I mean, that's also possible. That is also sometimes
1: a very likely possibility, unfortunately. (laughs) So I think you
0: you have to trust your gut and you have to go with your instinct. And if your gut is telling you that something is being hidden, and I'm not talking like first date. I'm talking, you know, down the road once you've been dating someone. If you really have a bad feeling about it, like trust that because you're probably right.
1: It's, It's a very like because you don't want to come off as like that horrible stereotype that unfortunately women get is that psycho girl that's Mm -hmm. like checking up on you and always checking your texts and all that. Um, But also, you know, you gotta with these apps, like um, you have to be on your guard, especially like, unfortunately as a woman, like it's so easy to be taken advantage of and um, you know, and this goes for men too. It's just, so happens that like we end up being on the more vulnerable side like um you know not saying that women aren't strong and independent cuz we definitely are mm-hmm. um but it's interesting that like relationship
0: kind of brings me to my next point and just going to briefly talk about how like tinder and the apps can really cause anxiety oh, and like yeah. the lack of communication can really cause anxiety i'm the first one to admit that i get anxious like even if someone doesn't text me back i'm like i get anxious and i think that like once you've gone out with someone in real life from the apps the communication should step up i mean it should get better but if it doesn't that's when i really start to get anxious too it's like i've met you in real life like you owe me at least like a second date or the courtesy to tell me that you don't want that. Exactly. And, and so I just want to talk through a couple ways that we can kind of, uh, help our own anxiety and like the ways that I get through it. Mm-hmm. Cause I've had days that are so like, I get so anxious about the dating apps or a person that I've met from there. And it's just so not worth it. It's, mm-hmm. it's really not. And so I personally stay busy in any way that I can. I hang out with my friends. I hang out with my family. I don't like wait around for someone to text me because we are all better than waiting around for someone else. We, are, we don't need other people's validation. Exactly. We need to be confident in ourselves. And if you're not confident in yourself before you go out on a date, maybe you should reconsider going out on the date. Maybe you need to focus on yourself first. Um, Which is totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay to be single. Like this is also like me talking about the dating apps doesn't mean that I'm always on it. I'm not, I I take so many breaks. It's great to go on dates, but it's also, I know that I'm okay to be single. So I think we all need to be okay being single because Mm -hmm. it's a good thing. It's a good way to be. Um, and just keep keep busy, like that's the way that I don't get anxious i I find ways to to just stay busy, focus on myself if the right person comes around and they're willing to communicate, then that's great. Um, yeah so yeah, those are just some ways to help your anxiety, but just know that having anxiety from dating is is totally normal, and I think, oh yeah, we need to share more about that because. I I didn't even realize, like, how anxious I could get from from dating until I was, like, actively going on dates. And I was like, wow, this is hard. Like, I would almost rather be single because people's lack of communication makes me so anxious. But eventually you find ways to kind of cope with it and you, you know, find your own self-confidence to get you through. And I think that's really important. Yeah, I think,
1: yeah, the key thing for me – that I still struggle with, but it's like, when you go on these apps, you kind of have to put up this mental shield and it's really hard, Um, but you have to kind of go up with your guard up and be like, okay, this person's opinion of me and their validation of me as a person is not something that I should that I need to rely on for happiness or self-worth, you know? And that's the hardest thing for me is that you, I'm like a person that like gets all in really quick, like where you're like, oh, I'm really excited. And then you envision all this stuff in the future and you're like, wow, ooh, this could be this really cool thing. And I really like this person because they like this that I like, or, you know, especially when you just start texting someone and you're like, oh, Um, and it's like, sometimes you have to be like, okay, it's okay to get excited. Like get excited. That's like, that's a good sign. It's great. Yeah. But also go in with an open mind that like, it shouldn't be the main focus of your everyday. Like make yourself, give yourself time to respond. Um, only let yourself check the apps, like, you know, a certain number of days. And it, it depends on you as a person. Like I'm the kind of person that like checks it, like I like I'm like oh okay and I've come to the realization it's like okay I'm going to put this away for now I'm going to leave my phone at home going to go for a walk find my support network you know that's one thing that Emily and I have been really like I've been very fortunate to have her as a supportive person and you find your support network through other people and realize like you know your relationship there are different types of relationships, right? So you can get that kind of fulfillment of like a romantic relationship. It You don't have to get fulfillment just from romantic relationships. And that's something that like, I think that if you're looking for like quality time, like just go look for happiness with your friends, look for happiness with your family, even if it's like your pet. And that, it's not in a weird way, but just like, look for like reasons, outside of just that one person and and you'll find that like you need that kind of um, validation and like make a list of things that you like about yourself, you know, like do that. You know, if you're feeling down and that person's not responding, say, you know what, I'm really good at this and I have, you know, I have beautiful hair. I have a great personality or I have, you know, you know, I really like to run and that's what makes me really cool. I am not that great at running. So that was not an example for me, but just like give yourself a reason, like to look away from the the situation. And I think, yeah, giving like yourself mental space for when you're allowing yourself to be like vulnerable and then being like, okay, I'm going to be vulnerable for five minutes today. And it's, and then the rest of the day I'm just going to dedicate to other things. Um, And Mm -hmm that's something that takes time. Like I still suck at that and it's just a work in progress and it's not easy. Like you just have to
0: like work through it. For sure. Yes. Agree to everything that you just said. Yes. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are all amazing, amazing things that we should all take to heart. And now... Just to end on a lighter note, if you made it this far, thank you for listening. Um, Yay, thank you. We talk a lot, uh, both of us, so hopefully yeah, you've too. gotten to this point. But I'm just going to share a really quick story. I've kind of done a lot of sneak peeks of my, my stories, and this one is kind of interesting. It has nothing to do with communication, really, at all, but I just want to <laughs> They're just
1: funny date stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: because this is the last dating episode for a little while maybe the last one ever i'm kind of sick of talking about it and it's not the only thing that matters in our 20s so the next episode will be featured on something else so anyway before i finish this episode i just want to share a story this is the attacked by bees on a bumble date story Great that story. i <laughs> kind of um already gave it's a away to story. But it's just funny because – so this person is is Peter, okay? This is the story about Peter. And we went to a cafe for a date, and it didn't start well, okay? It, it started with a handshake. <laughs>
1: and ah, I – It's always hard to know. You never know. You go in, and you're like, hug, handshake, gently yeah, look at each other from it, across the room.
0: <laughs> it's awkward either way if you're meeting them for the first time. But, like, this was a very serious, like, business kind of handshake. And it was <laughs> – it was really strange, and so I knew that was bad. Then the other bad sign was he kept checking his watch, and oh. like you, from the get-go. That's I never mean, a
1: good feeling.
0: No, and I didn't even really say anything yet at this point. I mean, he's just like checking his watch. I'm like, do you have to go somewhere already? Like, we just got here, and yeah. so it was this like unseasonably warm day in September. This was like my second year of grad school and we went to this like outdoor sort of cafe but it's like it's inside but they have these like panels that they can open up and it's like um open air seating kind of thing but we were on the inside part of the restaurant so I thought we would be fine but bees literally were everywhere. I mean, it didn't matter if you were sitting inside outside, there were bees like just swarming around. And so we both like sit down and we got our drinks and like bees start swarming our faces. So it's just like a ton of bees everywhere. And I don't like bees. I've never been stung, but I have this fear because I really am afraid that i'm going to have some sort of allergic reaction i'm freaking out inside but i'm trying not to and so i'm able to like just have a conversation with him he's actually doing most of the talking and i just let him talk because i'm like just trying to like stand still and ignore the bees be <laughs> <Finally> freaking out <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really freaking out but eventually like we were there for like 45 minutes and it was fine i mean the bees never stopped but then a bee died in my drink. and No! no! <laughs> yeah. And I was just kind of mad. I was like, well, I can't even drink my mocha. And the bees are still swarming my face. And he's just talking. But he seemed to be having a fine time talking. And so I was, you know, it was fine. It wasn't a great date and it wasn't terrible. It was just fine. It was just like we were being swarmed. So obviously that's not fun. But then he was like, oh, I have to go now. The bees are bothering me. <laughs> oh, no. After like oh, no. an hour. We had been there for like an hour. The bees didn't get any worse. He just decided that was <laughs> his, his way out, I guess. And so I'm like, oh, I guess I'm going to go too. Like, what am I going to do? So I'll just stay here. Keep, keep happening with the right yeah i'm bees. not gonna stay with the bees so i get up we walk out and he like abruptly shakes my hand and like f- briskly walks away
1: <laughs> oh, No, that's the worst when someone briskly walks away from a
0: and shakes your hand yeah again oh. um it was really bad and i never heard from him again but i was okay with that so yeah that is my peter bee story and um Yeah. Do you have any stories you want to share? Yeah,
1: definitely. (laughs) I've got so many. No, uh, it's a similar kind of experience where I went on this date, we'll call this person Josh. And I, you know, this is a good, you know, cautionary (laughs) tale that if you're not feeling 100% yourself, if you're feeling ill, it's okay to be like, I know that that's an often cop-out. People will be like, oh, I'm sick. I can't come. But if you're actually, like, not feeling well, you probably shouldn't oh, go. Yeah. Um, uh, but I was, like, really tired. And for some reason, my eyes had been bothering me. So, But I, like, got dressed up. And I was like, all right, I'll just wear my glasses. It'll be fine. Um, I show up. and I meet the person. And we sit down. And we're talking. And, like, conversation's going well. I I mean, it wasn't anything um, – super substantive or anything, but it was just like casual conversation. And my eye just starts like really like bothering me. And I'm just trying to play it cool. And I think I had a cold. So my nose was a little bit runny. And of course, we're I ordered soup. So that does not help with the allergy or whatever happening that I was having. So I'm remaining calm. And you can just imagine this poor guy is just trying to like, Talk to me and be normal it's a total date, but while I'm having some sort of weird i don't know if it was allergic reaction, but my like left eye just starts weeping uncontrollably, and I wasn't like sad or anything, but I'm like sitting there drinking the soup, you know, and it's like really hot, so my nose is running, and my eye is like leaking, and I'm just like, yeah sure. And I'm like answering every question. I'm just like, uh uh-huh. And I just keep rubbing my eye and I'm like, you know, trying to play it cool. It's okay. And then he's like, finally, he just goes, are you okay? And I'm like, actually, no, my eyes like messed up right now. And I go to the bathroom and I look like a, I don't even know. I just look like some sort of like allergic reaction had happened to my eyes. My (laughs) eyes all puffy and I can't see. And I was like, trying to fix it and I don't have any eye drops or anything when I come back out and the rest of the day I'm like wiping my eye and after we left he was like okay well I guess I'll see you around I was like okay and I was in such a like stupor that I just like left and I was like gosh you know that one's on me I'm sure that he has is very different from his perspective that he probably has told many people about this girl that gave the date and her eye was just leaking, you know? (laughs) Um, so like, you know, dates are hard enough without having your eye explode, I think that it's just one of those things that, like, if you don't learn to laugh at yourself or laugh at the situation, it gets too serious, man. You just gotta, like, be like, wow, that really sucked for me, but it's funny now.
0: Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. Like, if you, you can be upset about these crazy stories, like, in the moment. yeah. It's, like, it's upsetting. But then you have to be able to laugh at yourself and you have to be able to laugh at the situation and, like, tell it as a story. I'd share these stories because I find them funny now. But in the moment, it wasn't that funny.
1: But no, it was very embarrassing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not to mention, I had been uh, stood up before at that that place, and I, I was like, "This place is cursed." Oh no! Oh, <laughs> but it, it's just it's just funny. Like you 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 go through these experiences, and you like think about it, and you're like, okay you know what? I was putting myself out there and it's awkward for everyone. And I think that I'm really glad Emily is doing this podcast because it's, it's nice to know, like, I mean, we know these stories about each other and, um, but it's, it's this solidarity moment where you're like, wow, I'm not alone. Everybody has these problems. <laughs> like yeah, it's totally. nice to just get that validation.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So some final takeaways from this episode, uh, just to sum up everything as concisely as I can, but um, trust your intuition, trust your gut, especially women, like you're usually right. Don't chase after someone that you know has all these red flags, you know, just let it go. Trust your gut. Um, be secure in yourself. Don't look for validation in another person. You, you have to have that exactly. self-confidence from you not from anyone else um and again like laugh at these stories don't take them too seriously when you have a bad date like be upset about it for a day and then find it funny eventually but don't don't dwell on it and don't be too upset just take it lightly and yeah uh i think if you don't have these bad date stories like you are pretty lucky, or you 're not oh, going yeah. on dates, but um,
1: <laughs> or you've been but, dating the same person since high school you right, lucky people. Right, like
0: you consider yourself <laughs> lucky if you don 't have these stories, but I hope you find some sort of entertainment out of them Um, because i don 't mind if you yeah. do that's yeah. the goal cool. so yeah, anyway, thank you so much, Madeline oh, for no, so being fun. such a great guest and sharing your experiences with the world. And again, this is the last dating episode. I promise you won't have to hear any more of my my weird stories. <laughs> I have plenty more stories, but not about dating. So, um, so next week I have another friend, Megan, and she's a friend from my undergrad who will be joining us, and or joining me, and. <laughs> She, We will be reminiscing about being roommates, about our our late college years, and how to maintain friendships post-college in your 20s. So that is something to look forward to for next week. So please, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to listen through either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or through my Buzzsprout website, which I post on my Instagram page, which is... At on the brink underscore podcast. So please go follow me there. And I would love to get suggestions and feedback from all of you too. So please DM me through my Instagram page if you have any topics that you want to hear about, or if you want to be a guest, let me know. And I look forward to seeing you all back for next week's episode on Monday.